Good morning, Grace Summit. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited about service today. I just want to thank you for joining us, whether you're in person or online. We're going to worship them this morning, right after I open us up in a word of prayer. I want to encourage you, if you're able to, please stand. And we're going to lift our voices and lift our hands to the Father this morning. In Jesus' name, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness. We thank you that you are going to do whatever you see fit with this service, Father God. We thank you that you are going to have your way. We welcome your presence into this room this morning. We lift our voices and we lift our hearts to you to worship you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing this. Christ is. Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaking I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus Cause He's never let me down He's faithful through generations so why would he fail now? He won't. Amen. He won't. Let's sing this. And I've still got joy in chaos. In every season, in every situation, we praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense So I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength Cause I built my life on Jesus He's never let me down He's faithful in every season so why would he fail now? He won't, no he won't, he won't, he won't fail, he won't fail, and I've still got joy in chaos, I've got no sense so I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength cause I built my life on Jesus he's never let me down he's faithful in every season so I would he fail Thank you. 
is built on you I'm safe with you I'm gonna make it through We stand The rain came and wind blew My house was built on you Yes, it was I'm safe with you Thank you. 
make it through Let's sing this out You had death could not Death could not hold you The veil tore before you Silence the boast of sin and grave The heavens are arrayed The praise of your glory For you on him through all situations, through all circumstances. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's good, amen? Amen, that was good. Amen. Spirit sound, rushing wind, fire of God, fall within, Holy Ghost, breathe on we pray as we repent 
Flames turn from sin Revival ambush smoldering Breath of God Then I sent you flame We need a fresh wind The fragrance of heaven Pour your spirit out Pour your spirit out We need we need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out on us. Pour your spirit out. Oh. We praise you, God. For hearts that burn, for hearts that burn, this holy fear purified in faith and deed, refiner's fire shaped in wandering pain. So be the church, bear your light, lamp of flame, city bright, king and kingdom. Is what we pray. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, Yahweh. Pour your spirit out. Holy anointing, the power of your presence. Pour your spirit out. Thank you. 
spirit I let go the that of the redeemed prophesy and sing we can hear the wind blowing blowing move upon our praise sons and daughters sing we can hear the winds blowing blowing we need a fresh wind the fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out pour your spirit out on us we pray holy anointing praise this morning. Amen. Jesus name. He's good. Amen. 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 He's good in all things. Amen. Amen. And everybody say amen. amen. You can be seated uh, for just a moment. Uh, we're going to do this. Um, um, I, I, um, we had a staff meeting the other week and um, I just felt led to change our routine a little bit. Uh, who in here knows giving's a part of worship? Amen. And so I, I want to during this. So if you need an offering envelope, there in your behind you, in front of you. Um, if you need a connection card, if you're a first, second, third time guest. Um, if you're online, first, second, third time viewer. Um, there's a QR code, but you can always email us or contact us at info at gracesummitchurch.org. Um, I want to reuse a verse as we get ready to give and uh, just thank God. Uh, so we've been in the midst of our little, um, what I'm calling our mini building fund. Um, and um, thank God we had a significant gift last week. And so uh, um, if, if the fire department people would quit finding stuff to fix, that would be great. That's the first thing. Pray for that. Uh, so they're having to come back and do something else. And this isn't the fire marshal people. These are the fire, you know, the people who fix stuff. And um, so anyway, but thank God. So we've got uh, all that. And uh, the thing that amazed me last week was we didn't even mention it, if I remember right, about the whole building program and fund. And, um, but if you want to keep giving to that, thank God for it. Uh, if anybody has a loose $50,000 around, you feel free to give that. Uh, we have... A couple air conditioning units I'd love to have fixed. And then we've got that LED wall thing I'm believing for. And uh, I figured an easy way, a cheaper way to do it instead of the 50000 that's uh, 5000 So Lord Jesus, speak to someone to give $5,000 right now. And, um, but anyway, uh, so God's good. And, uh, you know, we are in the time of great forgetting. Y'all know what that is, don't you? It's called summer. Can I have an amen? That's when everybody forgets certain things. Uh, there's a writer, and I like to write, but um, he actually uses that phrase. And it always makes me think about church when the first time I read it. He said, and it's true, because summer comes. And uh, trips, vacation, barbecues, cookouts, kids are out of school. It is the time of great forgetting for many things. And uh, sadly, for some people, it's the time of church forgetting. 
Uh, there's a verse though in Isaiah chapter one. It says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are, are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And who in here knows willingness and obedience is always better? Amen? And so when it comes to giving and tithing or just whatever, be willing and obedient. Um, you know, who in here has ever had some willingness and obedience? The, flat, the spirit was willing, and so you committed. And then you had time to think about it. And then all of a sudden, the flesh starts getting weak. And I just recently uh, did that. I had a neighbor and made a comment, and I said, I'll take care of that for you. And I'm, I will, I will. That was my commitment, and I want to do it. And I'm, in my heart, I'm doing it as seed. But every time I drive by and look at it, know what I got to do? I'm like, what was wrong with me? Why did those words escape my mouth? You know, And it's nothing really big, but I'm like, that's not going to be a two-hour deal. That's going to be a six-hour deal. Every time I drive by, it gets larger. Can I have an amen? Every time. I think it's going to take seven and a half now. I mean, I, I might have to take a whole week off of work. My God, you know, isn't it amazing? Why? Because willingness is always easy. Yeah. It's easy to be willing because the Spirit's willing. Yeah. But then we have to walk in that, we have to deal with the flesh, especially when it comes to money and times. And, you know, and everybody now is um, concerned about, you know, money and economy and uh, whether or not our student loans are going to be forgiven or not, and whether or not we're paying for this or not, and whether the tax interest rates are going up. I read this week that they actually may raise interest rates a half a point next time. Half a point? We'll be up probably eight and a half, nine percent if you want to buy a house. And uh, wow. Then you get those people talking, my gosh, how are we ever going to buy a house? You know how? We're going to believe God. Can I have an amen? Because if we're willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. I, uh, I just recently um, I had a neighbor call me and uh, uh, Luke and Laura. Now they're having a baby Wednesday and everybody praise God for that, amen. And um, so I'll have a, another grandbaby. Um, praise God, amen. And we love them grandbabies. And um, they've been wanting two rocking chairs, believing for two rocking chairs, wooden ones. Well, them things expensive. You know, they're not, I mean, we're not talking major money, but 300 bucks for two good rocking chairs. And I've got a neighbor moving. And she called me yesterday. She says, um, we're moving. We don't want all this stuff. We're downsizing. Would you want them rocking chairs? Well, yes, I do. And then they gave me a Craftsman double stack toolbox which I made sure Luke got. Can I have an amen? So, I mean, you know, God's good. God's good. Then they gave me two vacuum cleaners for the church. Well, they didn't know that, but I, I did that. Can I have an amen? And they're good ones. And so who in here knows you got to be willing and obedient. And so I want you to hold your offering in your hand. And, and what, what we're going to do is we're going to pray over it. And then uh, when we receive our offering, you can bring it, your offering down if you uh, have an envelope. And uh, Molly's going to lead us in worship again. And then we'll go right into the word of God after that. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now that we can lay hands on the first fruits of what you blessed us with this week. Father, I know you don't need to be reminded, but we remind ourselves. Father, we gave the sweat of our brow this week. We gave our time, our life. 
uh, we know that you respect that. Father, as a church, we respect that. We honor that. And Father, I thank you right now that as we honor you with the very first fruits of all that we have, our tithe, our alms, our giving, we thank you, Father, that you look from heaven and you pour out blessings that there's not room enough to contain. Because, Father, in this, we desire to always be willing and obedient. And thank you, Father, say this with me. I eat the good of the land. In times of plenty, in times of famine, Jesus is my source. So, Father, we lay hands on these offerings and we thank you, Father, that your hand is blessing, is giving, is promoting, is producing. And we are producers in the kingdom. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. We all know this one. Let's praise Him. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard tender whisper of love in dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and I'm loved by you
I can hardly speak Peace so unexplainable I, I can hardly think as you call me Deeper still as you call me Deeper still as you call me Deeper still into love Love, love, you're a good, good father It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are And I'm loved by you It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am You're a good, good father It's who you are, transition let's sing this part together you are you are perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways lord you are perfect in all of your ways to us one more time you are perfect in all of your ways you are We're going to praise him this morning. If he's ever been good to you, let's lift our voices and hands this morning. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I mean, you may be seated. Praise God. Uh, David, sorry I threw that at you. That was the only way I could get it up here and get up here in time. I, uh, those are my notes. And uh, so y'all can use this for the scriptures. You got your Bibles? Turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Who in here loves the book of Hebrews? Who in here knows that's a great coffee ch chapter book, amen, Hebrews. Okay, it's a hard crowd today, praise the Lord, we're going to have to work, amen, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, I um, want to encourage everybody to do a couple things real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll do an announcement slide video at the very end of service, and, um, uh, but uh, next Sunday is July 2nd, and that is the day that we're going to have fireworks that night. But we re kind of scheduled things, and so next Sunday morning... Immediately after service, we'll be having uh, hot dogs and stuff for everybody, so you don't have to go anywhere for lunch. Uh, Y'all aren't going to be here. Oh. Okay, with the grandchildren. Well, dear Lord, if it's got them grandbabies, praise God. And I, I get that now. Um, so anyway, so that'll be immediately after service. So I want to encourage you uh, to bring somebody. Invite somebody. Invite somebody you know, don't know. Um, you know, just invite a stranger. Just next time you go to Walmart, just walk up to somebody and say, listen, Sunday morning, 11 a.m., Grace Summit Church, you get a free hot dog, come be my guest. Can I have an amen? Uh, they may look at you strange, but they're looking at you strange anyway. So, so it doesn't matter. Everybody's looking at each other strange today. So I encourage you, uh, make sure that's going to be a great time. And then that night about 8.30, come back. Join us. We'll be having fireworks and just a good time together. And so everybody say amen. Celebrating the birth of America. And they give me a good amen on that. Amen. 
Thank God for America. 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 Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, if you got your Bible, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Now, one, some Bibles say profession. Same, same difference. For we do not have a high priest who has passed through the heavens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm right. Okay, all of a sudden I looked and I was moving my, my stepping and I did not want to fall down these steps. Can I have an amen? And so I got distracted there. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Now, who in here knows to me that's a very paradoxical passage. By that I mean it starts off with us hold fast to the profession of our faith or, or to our confession that Jesus is our high priest, the son of God. Then it says that Jesus is our high priest who was easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Now that's the King James translation. That's the way I memorized it growing up. I still quote it that way. New King James says, who cannot sympathize, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. So there's, that's a double negative statement. So that means that we do have a high priest who can sympathize with us. But he did it, now let's read it again. He was uh, tempted in all points tempted as we are. Everybody say tempted. So he was what? Tempted in all points just like you. But he didn't sin. Is that right? So since we have this high priest, God bless you, brother, for being obedient to the kingdom. Oh, a good man. Amen. Since he was tempted in all points like us, he did not sin, though. Now, one of the paradoxes of Scripture that, that always amazes me is that Jesus is all God, all man. Now, the Trinity has never messed me up. The Trinity makes so much sense to me. I just, I, I've never had any problem believing that there's three in one and one in three. So here's an America thing, because America was founded by godly inspired men. Our government, central government, uh, the, the, the United States federal government has what? Three parts. There's, if you will, God the Father, that's the executive. He enforces the law. Then you have God the Holy Spirit, that's the judicial. He interprets the law. He tells us which way to turn to interpret the law. But then you have the House and the Senate, that is Jesus, he, they are the law. And none of them contradict each other. Now how many know that's where we get away from it in scripture, I mean, into life in America? Can I have an amen? Because they're all the time contradicting each other. But the Holy Spirit doesn't contradict. But you can't do one without the other. If you go to war against America, you're going to war against the, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. So if you take the America to court, guess what? You're going to get the judicial going to court with you. You're going to get the legislative maybe making laws. You're going to get the executive enforcing. They're all three in one. That makes sense to me. Ever since I saw that in the in our constitution, and I saw that in scripture, I thought, well, I, I, you know, I, mean, I don't understand all the inner workings of it, but at least basically I got some, but this all man, all God thing has always kind of bugged me. I mean, I just can't wrap my head around that because Jesus is still a man. Is that not right? Because he, he told them, he said, touch me. He said, a spirit does not have flesh and bone. He still has flesh and bone, which gives me great hope 
that my high priest who sits beside the heavenly father is a man like us who knows exactly what us deals with because if you ain't been there, you don't know what it's like. Am I right? Now, uh, Lynn Lovin told me one time, we were talking about kids. Now, I love my kids. Who in here believes I love my kids? I love my kids. Um, and I require them to love me. Can I have an amen? That's the only way it works. I love my kids. And um, she would pick at me. This is years ago. This is 14, 15. She'd say, Pastor Chris, I know you love your kids, but you ain't got grandkids. She says, there's something special about a grandkid. I looked at her every time. I'd say, there ain't no way. I said, I can't imagine loving my anything more than my kids. I said, my kids have always given me joy. My kids still give me joy. I like, I like my kids. But guess what? She's been there. I ain't been there. I've been there now. And that's true. I love my grandkids a lot more than I love my kids. Can I have an amen? I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm just, I'm just, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like my kids or something. The other night we was eating dinner and Molly, this is Friday night, I think it was. And uh, Jackson's blue marker dried up. Complete meltdown. He was tired, hungry, complete meltdown. I mean, it was an atomic meltdown, nuclear meltdown. He was just going. So you know what I did? I whipped out my phone. I found an Amazon 12 box of markers. Almost bought 100. And I bought 12 markers that are blue, dry erase markers. Shipped them. They were at my house by 10 o'clock the next morning. Why? Because that's my grandson. For 10 bucks, that's a good investment. And Papa was a big man yesterday. Can I have an amen? I was a, a god. I was a giant amongst men. You know, I was just... But now that I know what I've been there, now who in here knows that it's easier to relate to somebody if you've been there? And that's why we have such a great high priest because he's been there. There is nothing you will ever go through in your life that Jesus hasn't dealt with. Now, I know some people would say, well, he's never going to birth a child. No, but you ain't never going to be crucified. Amen. So I think that one kind of weighs out ways motherhood and having childbirth. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, so, so, so it ought to give you great hope. No matter what you're going through, Jesus knows what it's like. And here's something else. He was tempted. Now, he never sinned. Everybody say amen. Never sinned. But he was tempted. That's exactly what it said. Now, again, that's something that's hard for me to comprehend. Because in my head, Jesus walks on water. And he does walk on water. But he was always just floating. Nobody ever bothered him. He's just in that spiritual thing. And he just goes from one thing to another. And he's just always worshiping. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He never lost his temper. They cut his cousin's head off, John the Baptist, and he just was, praise the Lord, it's going to be okay. If you ever notice, the Bible says Jesus went off into the wilderness to pray a lot. That's though he didn't beat people up, kind of have an amen. I one time did a youth camp, I told this guy, he was the speaker we had hired that week, and a friend of mine recommended him, he was arrogant, man, he was arrogant. And I was glad when that week was over. Just irritating to deal with. And we're talking on Monday night about something. Somehow we got talking about dealing with anger. I said, well, the way I deal with anger is this pitching wedge. I said, I get my shag bag, which is a little bag so you can pick golf balls up. I said, and I go out and find me a field and I got a pitching wedge and I'll just hit, I'll just hit wedge shots. I said, I'll work it out. I'm not going to give in to anger. 
Well, they actually uh, vandalized my car. Him and his trying to be jokey and pranky. And the part that aggravated me with it was just earlier in the week, some one of the kids had almost damaged some of his equipment. And I came down hard on the kid and on the youth to protect his equipment, to respect that, to honor that. Well, then they take my car apart, vandalizing it as a joke. Oh, we can fix it. Well, it's my car. Now, I live by a real easy code. I don't do things to other people, and I expect the same in return. And um, you want to get the anger side of me turned up real quick, mess with my stuff or my family or my kids or my church or my people. And if you shouldn't be doing that, I get mad. And I, so, this is on a Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Thursday, because camp was over Friday. Well, guess what I went and did? I went to the back of my car, which I can't drive, because of what they did. And it wasn't nothing big, but it was my car. Has everybody got me? I'm still mad. So I pulled my pitching wedge out, got my shag bag out, poured out about 100 golf balls, and I'm doing 150, 130 yard pitching wedge shots, one right after the other, working it out, praying in tongues, working it out, praying in tongues. And all of a sudden they walk over the hill. We didn't mean nothing about it, we're sorry. I mean, but who in here has ever been told you're sorry, but you can tell there's no spirit in it? And all of a sudden, I said, well, that's good. I said, he said, well, it's just no big deal. I said, it's a big deal to me. It's my car. I said, I'm not like you, maybe. I said, I only have one car. And I said, it might not be much car to you, but it's all the car to me. And I said, this isn't any difference than when that kid almost hit your equipment. Oh, that's a big difference. That's expensive equipment. I said, well, to me, that car is expensive. I said, the difference is, is you have one standard for your stuff and another standard for my stuff. And we, you know, we, we ended well. Now, I'm going to make this point. I didn't get in sin. I realized that, but I've always felt bad about it in a way. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have went and hit golf balls. I shouldn't have let him know because he knew. I'd already told him when I'm mad, if I'm real mad, and I will throw this out. Nobody in here has ever seen me real mad. Lisa, Sarah Beth, Molly, and Luke have all experienced that and have the counseling sessions to prove it. Can I have an email? I'm just teasing that. But they've seen that bad side. And, and, it's, and my, my mom's family was known for temper. You want to talk about generational curses? That was something I had to work out. And thank God I got deliverance from but, but it. But, so but, but I've always felt bad about that. But, I, you know, but Jesus has been there. He's been tempted just like you on anything. Now, one of the easiest things that I think that we all deal with temptation is this, control. Who in here likes to control things? Let's all don't be honest. Uh, I've said for a while, I'll just be honest with you as a church, I'm probably dealing with one of the hardest times in my life for the last two years. My opinion, it'll probably last another 10. Not speaking that, just my opinion. That's letting my kids go. I love my kids. And God gave them to me, not me to them. Amen. And when I, they've heard this all their life, when I die, I will, they, I will be judged on how I was a dad. And in God's eyes and in their eyes, I want to hear well done. But as a dad, I got to let them go. And that's the job of a dad. And a mom, Amen. parent, you got to let them go. And it's just as natural to let them go. But I'm the protector. There's been many times when my kids were young 
that say, Daddy, they won't give us a refund. Go fix it. Okay. I'd go fix it. They were going to do it for me. Molly even looked at me one time and she says, Daddy, use your powers and get them to change this. I'm like, Molly, I have no powers that's going to get you out of this speeding ticket. Can I have an amen? Okay, you know, or whatever. And I, you know, but I've always looked at it. That's my job. I I, I actually have that attitude with y'all. You know, I want to fix it. I mean, I I, I almost walk away with guilt. I'm, I'm a fixer which doesn't help marriage sometimes. Can I have an amen? Amen. I do not understand a woman just wanting to cry. Let me fix it. If I can't fix it, we'll kill it and barbecue it. Can I have an amen? It's only one or the other. It's all I need. Just give me something to do. Just hold me. I don't understand that, but I'll do it. That's what you need. Can I have an amen? amen? And so you have to let it go. That's a control issue. Now, I'm not saying anybody, I'm not saying that's wrong. I, I, my opinion is every good parent has to deal with that. Yeah. And I say good because some parents aren't good and they don't give a flying rip about their kids and they're just glad to get them out of the house. I've met too many of them like that. I've had to counsel too many kids from camp and life whose parents were like that. And that ain't right. And when they go to heaven, my opinion is they will be judged for the deeds of the flesh, for the lack of authority and spiritual oversight to their children. And if you hadn't died yet and you're afraid that you might be judged on that, then you need to repent and sow good seed and go to your kids. I've gone to Sarah Beth many times. Gosh, she's my first one. I didn't get a manual for Sarah Beth and Sarah Beth was so strong-willed. I kid you not. My joke was, I had people say, have you ever read Dr. Dobson's The Strong-Willed Child? I said, yes. And we spanked her with the same book too. It works much better spanking her with the book than it is with the knowledge in the book. I said, the spanking works great. I said, that knowledge, I said, I, you know, strong will. But I didn't know. I was doing my best. I spanked her too much, I think. I look back on it. I, you know, because I, I was a young preacher. I want to impress my friends. Control. I want to control the image you have of me. That's a control issue. And who in here knows in 2023, baby, we deal with it all the time with the Instagram. This is me joking about, I've noticed this all my life since I was, yeah, I don't know what it is. Have you ever seen that some women, they'll go, the moment the, moment the camera, the leg goes out. The moment the camera. Uh, I got a, a friend on Facebook and uh, I, we're not even close. I mean, they're just a friend. I, I love watching her page because they're not a young chicken anymore. They're an old chicken. Can I have an amen? But the moment that camera's out, I mean, it's imposed. It's immediate pose. It's not at all. Sarah Beth can do it too, sometimes. It's not the pose. But I'm like, I'll take a good natural shot. And Sarah Beth's like, let's do it again. And I'm like, I didn't want that face. I wanted the natural. Can I have control? Everybody deals with it. It's another level or another. Now, who in here knows there's some things you better control in your life? Some things like, you know, money. Uh, your sexual purity and they're, they're, you got a part to play in all that but who in here knows not everything you need to control but everything you can control and everything you think you should can control you should always make sure you do it the right way now let's look at our um, let me look at my notes for a moment if you have your Bibles turn with me now to Matthew chapter 26 
Matthew 26. This is, um, I wanted, it's so funny, that Bible study every week, it's like I almost preach about in that early morning Bible study, or a small group, about what I'm gonna preach on sometimes. There's so many times, Harold, this goes to the line, but I didn't say it. I was trying to save it. Verse 36, I'm gonna read 36. I'm gonna go ahead and read all the way to 40, and then we'll just unpack it. Then Jesus came to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. I don't mean this wrong. Isn't he talking to them like they're four-year-olds? Sit here. I'm going to pray over there. It's just something I like to make notice. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to become sorrowful and deeply distressed. Now, again, I think sometimes we don't realize that Jesus was a man with emotions who dealt with it. So if you ever feel like, well, I'm so depressed, I don't know what to do. Were you, are you at the moment you're at today with the knowledge you are about to be scourged, crucified, go to hell and pay the penalty of sin and sickness and disease and death and, and pay for Adam's sin and then be resurrected. Now it's great knowing you got the resurrection coming, but you're still a man who can be tempted that means that Jesus knew, but he didn't want to do this. Is that right? So don't be so hard on yourself. Well, I'm just not being like Jesus. The son of God himself in this passage begs God, take this cup from me, if there's any other way. Let's read it. He said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed. Now think of that. He goes a little way and he is so overwrought, he just falls down on his face. Just exhausted. Oh, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Not as I will, but as you. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? One job. Can I have an amen? <laughs> one request. That's all we got. Didn't give him a hundred. Just, you know, watch. It stands for prayer. Pray with me. One, just pray. These are champions. Can I have an amen? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass from me unless I drink it, your will be done. So he actually prayed twice for this cup to pass. Now, I'm going to say something. Uh, everything you ever attempt to control, and especially if it gets over in a place where it's not, not good, that always shows where you don't trust God at. Always shows that level of your heart. Because you cannot control everything, but you can surrender everything. Amen. And if you'll surrender it, and give it to him. In fact, we were talking about this morning um, in, in the Bible. I know of many testimonies, different people, but my wife's had a family friend. Uh, and actually, their son is named for my father-in-law, Lisa's dad. But they, the, his, this guy's family's son and daughter just, just did not serve Jesus. And they grew up real hard Pentecostal, real, you know, real strict. 
So when they got teenage, a little bit of age, they just ran wild and did whatever they wanted to. They ain't not going to do it. And he, and he, I heard him give the testimony. He said, I prayed every Sunday. I prayed every Sunday night. I prayed every Wednesday night. Prayed every day, begging God, pleading God, asking God, pleading the blood, doing everything I know. He said, finally, after years, he said, I stood up. So they're in their early 20s. He said, I just stood up and said, God, I am, this is at the church, I am done. And he's not doing this out loud big, but you know, in his own heart, I'm done asking you. I give them to you. I, I, I have prayed every prayer. I've cried every tear. I'm not doing it again. They are in your hands. I will not bring this up to you again. I'm just giving it to you. He surrendered it. They got saved in two weeks. Both of them. Now, so I don't, you know, anything that you try to control, you need to make sure you surrender it. Now, again, there's some things you got to control. Uh, let, let's, let's throw this out. Let me... Make sure I can see. Can I have an amen? Um, I actually changed the way I did notes about a year ago. And I hate it and I'm changing back. Can I have an amen? Thank God. I'm just, just letting you know that. Y'all pray for me during this transition time. Um, <laughs> uh, so when it comes to control, you gotta ask yourself this question. What would you rather have? Your way or God's way? in that surrendering. Now, again, let's, let's throw something out. We mentioned this this morning. There are certain redemptive truths. It's never right. You, you should never pray if it be thy will because we know what the will of God is. Now, my conviction is Jesus knew what the will of God was, but he's still saying, if it's possible. Now, I'll throw this out. Lisa, when we were dating, I told her I was in the ministry. I'm gonna always be in the ministry. That's what I'm called to do. She said, I will never marry a minister. I'm thinking, well, at least you'll date one. Praise God for that. I mean, I, that gives me something to work with. But she told me, she says, I'll never do it. And she goes, and I'll never be a pastor's wife. Now, I think she's a good pastor's wife. And my opinion, in fact, I mean this, I've said this for years, and I mean, I'm not trying to toot her horn or toot. Y'all have no idea what she does for this church. If she passed away, there's just a bunch of stuff that wouldn't take place, and I wouldn't care. Not that I don't care, but I wouldn't see it. She sees what I don't see. I just don't see it. Have we done this one? No, we ain't done that. I'm like, why didn't you tell me to do it? Can I have an amen? So that I can look good Sunday morning like I, yeah, I did that. You know, no, I didn't do it. She told me to do it and then I did it. Can I have an amen? You know why the women right now have a commode that works in the bathroom right now? Because she told me, you got to fix that. I said, yes, ma'am. And I went and fixed it. Can I have an amen? Y'all have no idea. I, I mean, she told me that. She said, I will never be a pastor's wife. Well, she had to submit. She had to surrender. And I think she's a good one. And I think, she, I think we're blessed because of her. And I mean it. I mean, I, I thank God for my wife. But you have to surrender those things. Everybody say surrender. Uh, so here's a couple questions when it comes to control issues. You ought to write these three down, three things. Is it worth your concern? There's some things not worth your concern. I love the number 20. I like steps that are even. These are weird things about me. Write this down in your notes. Weird <laughs> things about my pastor, okay? Uh, I love the number 20. I like steps, when you walk up steps, I like steps that are even count. Can't stand an odd counted step. That wears me out. I don't know why, I love even numbers. I love prime numbers though. One, three, five, seven, 11, 13. Love the number 13. Love the number 27. 
Are these not weird, stupid things? Can I have an amen? I only write if I can do it with fountain pens. I cannot stand to write with a ballpoint pen. Can I? I absolutely detest a big pen where the, the ball gets all smudged and that first thing you write looks like a fly just died right there. There's a blob. And then you try to make that pretty letter. I hate that. Love a micro rollerball. Oh, that's a nice pen. Now, let me ask a question. Are these control things? Yes. You know why? Fountain pen. Notebook over there? Fountain pen. A briefcase at home? Red fountain pen. One's blue, one's red, one's black. Can I have an amen? I'm ready to go. Ready to mark up anything I want to do. Sign anything. I love it when they say, that must be in blue ink. Okay. I know that's nerdy, but I'm a cool nerd. Can I have an amen? Somebody amen that. Who said amen? Praise God, you can become a Gideon warrior partner right now. Amen. Okay. And so here we go. Everybody's got things that are quirky. That's not a control issue that you should be concerned about. Who in here knows if I need to write notes, I need a big pen if that's all I got. And I sometimes have looked at it, I'm like, you know, I'll go through pens. I'm like, I ain't writing with that. I don't want to write with that. I don't want to write with that. And I'm like, Chris, just write the note. What does it matter? Write this down. Let it go. Isn't there a song about that? Amen. Number two, is it yours to control? If it ain't your business, get out. There's some things you don't need to control. I told somebody one time, they were talking to me about their daughter. And they said, well, it just bothers me. I'm going to say something to them about that. Now, see, and, I, and again, I, I never do this to be mean. I'm being honest and trying to help them. I looked at them, I said, have they asked your opinion? They said, well, no. I said, well, then I'll be honest. That's none of your business. You ought to leave alone. They go, well, I'm just concerned. I said, they're in their 40s. They're married. They got grown kids almost. I said, have they had asked your opinion? You ought to leave and stay out of it. I said, the only reason I say this is if you do it long enough, they'll eventually resent you. I said, I'm not saying it because you're not concerned. I'm saying it so they don't resent you later. I said, I'm, you know, again, I'm trying to help. I really am. I'm not trying to be mean. I said, you just shouldn't say anything. Well, I'm just concerned. They got kind of aggravated with me. I said, well, you know, again, that's a control issue. She wanted to control that situation. And you have to let that go. There's some things you can't control. And there's some things that are not your business to control. And then lastly, there are some things that it is God alone to control. And you need to differentiate that. And when it's God alone, you know what you need to do? You need to surrender. Now, who in here knows we can't do partial surrender? Come on, say amen. Amen. Jesus don't want half of you. He wants all of you. Now, there's a verse. This here is in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Very familiar. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Um, That word submit or acknowledge is the word yada. It means to know him. Again, I started to use this this morning in the Bible study. I heard Lester Summerall preach one time, and he says, you want me to give you the definition of faith? He said, the definition of faith is just this simple, knowing God. Because when you know him, you have a complete and utter, 
full trust and submission to him. Because that is where it comes down to. Like, like I'll just use this as an example. I grew up Pentecostal. And Pentecostal had a lot of rules. Hair, pants, makeup, jewelry, can't go to movies, can't watch this on TV, smoke, drink, blah, 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 blah. Can I have an amen? Everybody got me? A lot of rules. Everything would send you to hell. I thought I was going to hell all the time. And I had to rededicate all the time. I was in such condemnation over that. I would, at 10 years of age, I would walk to school uphill both ways. Can I have an amen? I did walk to school in fifth grade. And I would walk to school every day praying as fast as I can. Father, forgive me in Jesus' name if I've sinned. Father, forgive me in Jesus' name if I've sinned. I'm 10 years old and I'm racked with fear that I'm going to miss the rapture and uh, go through the great tribulation. You let my daddy get home from work late? Oh my gosh, I'm calling Granny Vaughn long distance and making sure. If Granny answers the phone, I know the tribulation ain't happened and Granny don't answer. Oh my God, Dad, God. I mean, I was a wreck. And I'm praying as fast as I can, Father, forgive me, just don't say, Father, forgive me, just don't say, Father, forgive me, just don't say, Father, forgive me, just don't say. If I even had a thought that I thought was wrong, Father, forgive me, just don't say, I'm doing about everything I can. I don't want to go to hell. Can I have an amen? I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with Jesus. But to know him, know that I have been sealed unto the day of redemption, that the Holy Spirit has came into my life and transformed me from a old creation to a new creation. The more I got to know him, the more all that fear got driven out. I ain't ever thought about, I, it's probably, I've probably been 15, 16 when that finally, and I started really getting in the word of God, starting at 12. Every morning I'd, I'd listen to somebody preach or teach something before I went to school. Every day when I came home from school, every day, I'd, I'd finish the, seat, the cassette, we didn't have CDs. I'd finish the cassette and then I'd do homework. I got to know him better. I got to know him better. And I've heard people tell me, well, you know, God would do this to you. Got it. And I'm like, you don't even know who my father God is. That ain't like God. God would not do that to somebody. Oh, let's just pray that God will kill them. Well, I pray that he kills other people too. Can I have an amen on 285? But that ain't right God is. So guess what? I ain't got no faith in that. God ain't out there going to do that. Because if God was going to do it, he would have already done it. We'd all be going to hell. Can I have an Amen. But thank God for the blood of Jesus, which gives us redemption. So there's some things you just got to let God have. And one of them is you got to trust him that he's going to take care of you. But if I go up to the altar and I say, God, do anything in my life, I'm going to be a missionary to Africa, to Haiti, to the North Pole, to the South Pole. You know I don't like cold weather, Pastor Chris. I don't like cold weather at all. I don't mind going to Haiti, but I don't want to go to the cold weather. And he'll just make me do what I don't want to do. Well, I'll throw this out. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs that if we trust the Lord with all our heart, I'm sorry, Psalms, he will give us the desires of our heart. Well, who in here knows that if you fall in love with somebody, you'll do whatever they want. I like action movies. I want to see bullets, bombs, and explosions. Can I have an amen? I'm a guy. Give me a cowboy on a horse, shooting, give me a John Wayne movie, shooting the bridge. Got that dynamite. Now, they can't shoot each other from five feet away, but he can shoot that dynamite charge from a half mile and save the world. Give me that movie. You know what Lisa likes? Pride and Prejudice. Not the two-hour Kira Knightley movie, the one from the 90s. That's five and a half hours long. That stretches out every ounce of that book to its limit and has that beautiful scene that my wife loves where Colin Firth looks at that woman and goes. And she looked at me one time and she goes, 
That is just so romantic. I'm like, I missed it. <laughs> no, no, no. What happened? But I love my wife. I got to be honest. If I'm going to watch one of those movies, you know the one I want to watch? The five-hour one. It's the better movie. It's the better story. I'll, I'll, I, you know. Now I've got a legal pad and notebook there to take notes and do something and doodle with. But I mean, you know, I, I still, but I want to be with her. But you know what? Since I've fallen in love with her, my desire changed. Don't you think God's big enough to help you change your heart if he calls you to do something? I've told people this for 30 years. If you don't want to do it, just don't say no, just be willing. It's amazing how your life will change if you're just willing to be willing and submit to God. But again, God never wants partial submission. It's an all-in thing. Let's read this last verse and then we're going to close. I'm two minutes over. Matthew 10, verse 38 says, And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. I want to end with this. Surrender in our life is not a one-time choice. It's a daily, daily walk. And it's a lifetime walk. I don't care if you're 15 or 150. You daily have to choose to take up your cross. And you daily have to set it down and say, not my will, but your be done. We need to become the Chip and Dale. Remember those cartoon characters? Oh, no, you, after you. No, after you. You be first. Oh, no, after you. But who in here knows that? Well, that's the way we should always be with the Holy Spirit. Whatever you want me to do. It's okay. I heard a minister say one time years ago, he said a, a guy cheated him in ministry. And he was going to sue. And he said, I had the right to sue. He says, I had the clarity to sue as far as legally. He said, there was no question. And he said, when he got down to it, and he says, I didn't feel really wrong about it. He said, but he started to sue, and he said, the Lord stopped. He said, don't. He said, let it go, and I'll take care of you. And he said, that ain't what I want at all, because I wanted some vengeance. He said, so, okay, I'll let it go. And he laughed. He said, ha, ha, thank God I let it go. He said, that has turned out to be the biggest money maker in our ministry ever. He says, that has brought more money into the kingdom and the gospel than anything. He said, thank God I didn't say a word. He said, if I'd have said something, I'd have destroyed what God was doing. He, says, he said, God turned what that man did wrong and he has redeemed it. But if I hadn't submitted to what he said do, he said, I'd have messed it up. Can I have an amen? You know what, God wants us to surrender everything. Our mind, our will, our emotions, our, our identity, uh, our sexual purity, yeah. everything we have. I heard a pastor say one time he encouraged all family uh, married couples to engage in relationships. Everybody got that? During the month of February. He says, you're married to each other. He said, show it. Then he stopped and he says, and all you single people, you shouldn't be having any relationships outside of marriage. And he said, this one pastor, he said, well, my Lord. He said, I, you know, and he actually looked at him. He said, pastor, he said, you really think that all the single people in my church are sexually pure? He said, I promise you they aren't. He says, because I know people. And he says, I love them. 
but they've not submitted that part of their life to the Lord. It's gotten quiet in the Presbyterian church. Can I have an amen? It gets the same way when it comes to tithing, anger, racism, prejudice, no matter what it is. You gotta surrender it. If the word of God does not give you permission to do it, you don't do it. If the word of God gives you permission to do it, you do do it. And if the word of God is gray or moot on the point you wanna know, the Bible says you have to obey your heart. You have to surrender it. Who in here knows there's sometimes God will tell us to surrender certain things for certain seasons, like a fast. And I've met people who just loved golf so much and I asked them, I, you know, I'm like, man, you quit golf? They said, well, I had to give it up to the Lord. I said, man, I became a God to me. I, I mean, I, I just, I just uh, ate, drank, slept, and breathed golf all the time. You know, I said it was kept cutting into my life. A high school teacher I knew in high school, uh, Mr. Deaton, I got to know him a little better after high school. And he said one day he pulled up in church. They went to this real large Baptist church. This was before the mega church things really started big around that part of Charlotte. And he said he pulled up and he said, honey, let's just go on home. They don't have a parking space one. She said, well, we can park way out there. He says, man, that's a long way to walk to the sanctuary. She said, Bob, that's not even a pitching wedge for you on a, a Saturday afternoon. She goes, how many pitching wedges do you walk every Saturday? You can't afford to walk that far to church, to the house of God? He said, well, I really didn't appreciate that on any level. Can I have an amen? He said, but she was right. He says, I had to repent. I had to change my heart. You know what he did? He surrendered that. Now here's what I want to do as we get ready to close. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Whatever issue you try to control the most, you need to make sure you let that go. You may need to judge it about whether or not it's necessary or whether or not it's your business or whether or not it's just something you just have to give to God totally. Uh, you know, I'll use this. You can't heal your mama, you can't heal your daddy, you can't heal your kids. That's not in your power. But it is in Jesus' power. And the word of God is power. And we can apply it, and we can believe it, but we have to totally give that to God and believe that God is the healer. Well, man, if I, if I could just do this, if I could just do that, well, now we're getting into works too. You just have to have utter faith in him, knowing him. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, there's areas in my life, nothing big, nothing major. I mean, it may be big, it may be major, but it might not be nothing big and it might not be nothing major. If you'd ask me, Pastor Chris, I've got areas that I have not laid down to the Lord. I have not given. There are areas that I try to control way too much. I need to let that go. Hold your hand up. Anybody at all? Okay. Okay. You can put your hand down. Now, I've already told you mine. You know, it really, I've processed it pretty well about letting my kids go. So what I do is I rejoice in their growth, not in my loss. Because you see, one's very self-centered. One's other-centered. So right now, as we get ready to pray, I want you to really judge your heart. And let's ask for God to give you something to refocus that on. Give you another way to process that 
spiritually so that that won't be something that you have to constantly fight. Now, I still have to fight the thoughts. Does that make sense? It still comes every now and then. It really does. But I'm not gonna let that control me and I'm also not gonna let that make me control them. So Father, right now, as we bow our heads, I'm just prompted to just stop right now for a moment. Is there anybody right now who needs healing in their body, whether in the person or okay, or online? If you're online, you can email us at info at gracesummitchurch.org. Is there anybody who, if you, is there anybody who needs prayer, you want hands laid upon you for anything? Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, anybody else? Well, let's do this, okay? If you raised your hand for anything, just stand up. If you raised your hand because of some issue you need to surrender, if you raised your hand for anything, just stand up. Just stand up right where you're at. Everybody, if, if, if you raised your hand. And I'm gonna say this, I'm, I'm standing here with you. You know, there's other things that I can't control that I want to control. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I just have to give it to God. And I just have to submit and be like Jesus and again, 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 it's not a redemptive truth, it's not a healing, it's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not something like that. But it's some things that I can't control in life. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because I'm gonna fix it. We got it, this understood? I'm gonna say something. Who in here knows there's sometimes I just need to shut up. Can I have an amen? As we all should. Now if you, if you raise your hand, stand up, come up here real quick. Come in, no matter who you are, come up here real quick, we're gonna do something. Um, I'm gonna change this right on the fly. Right on the fly. We're not gonna have the elders pray in a sense. We're gonna do this different. And um, no matter if you, if, you, if you need to come up and you need a chair or something, Eli will take care of you, whatever you need. Does anybody need a chair? Okay, now here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I want you to join hands with each other. Okay, now we're gonna be other people-minded. Other people-minded, okay? I'm not gonna ask you what, I'm not gonna, I'm not, we're not gonna bring up again what you got a control thing for. But we're gonna pray for the other person's control thing. Now, if you want to be bold, look at me. If you want to be bold, tell the person, the other person, vaguely what the issue is. If you want to be bold. But if you don't want to be, don't. That's kind of a control thing that you might need to do about. But anyway, okay. If you want, if you want to have an easy one, say, I don't want to, I don't want to be that honest. Okay, just whatever. But, but my point is this. Let's don't focus on ourselves. Amen. Let's focus on the other. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, I know who raised their hands for healing and prayer, and I'll come and lay hands on you. But the whole time we're praying here, I want you to pray for them. And if you're out there in the congregation, I want you to stretch forth your hand right now and pray for them right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now, Father, that your anointing is here. It is actively present. It is supernaturally manifested, I sense, to bring um, supernatural surrender to our lives of things that we can't lay down. Supernatural healing to our bodies in Jesus' name that flows in our bodies. But Father, we surrender. We surrender all. We do what the old song says. I surrender. I surrender all. <coughs> all to Jesus. All to Jesus, my blessed Savior. We surrender all. Father, whatever the thing is, whether it be family, whether it be finances, whether it be job, whether it be relationships, whether it be distance of some issue, whether it be some physical thing that we're walking through, Father, we surrender it all. We take up our cross. We bow unto you. And Father, in all of our lives, we pray exactly what Jesus prayed. Not our will, but yours be done. We don't want our way. We want your way. 
We know that your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But you never said we couldn't think like you or be like you. So you actually said to be imitators. So Father, we desire to be like you. And the way to be like you is to get rid of us and to die unto ourselves. Unless a, a grain of wheat fall into the field and die, it won't produce. So Father, we desire for ourselves to surrender all, to give everything we have to you in whatever way, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now everybody pray this with me, just to do it anyway, if you will. Say, Father, Father I, believe I believe you are good, you are good to, me, to me, and I receive you, I receive you as my Savior, as my, Savior my, healer, my healer, my baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and my soon-coming King. You are everything to me. You have said you are. And I want to know you. So I acknowledge you in every way. And I lay down these issues. And I'm not going there again. I walk in victory. In Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for your goodness and your deliverance in my life. So I walk away. Free, free and submitted and, submitted and, surrendered, and surrendered in Jesus name. in Jesus name and everybody say amen amen, amen. now now here, here here's a here's a thought I just had and I'm gonna say it so we just prayed this prayer and we had this act of faith and we had to surrender so the next time that comes up this is how you fight it the next time the thought of it comes up you just start talking to it and say no no that's surrender that's not mine anymore I, I don't think that's thoughts Oh, I don't go there. I am not going there. I do not think those thoughts. If you have to, change what you talk about. Father, you're so good. You're so good. I mean this. The hardest thing I went through two years ago was my dad passing. And I figured I'd be a basket case the rest of my life. And when your own wife looks at you and goes, you handled this a whole lot better than I thought you would. But every time grief hits me, every time, Father, I just thank you that he's in heaven. I mean, at the moment I mention him right now, I can feel it coming. But thank God he's in heaven. Thank God he's with Jesus. And thank God he's with his mama. And thank God he's with his sister, who I never got to meet because she died when she was five. Thank God she's with his daddy. Thank God he's, he's even up there with my mama. Praise God there's peace in the kingdom. Can I have an amen? Okay. You know, thank God he's good. And every time I start thinking about that being up there and his back don't hurt and he does what he wants and he's got hair again, praise God. I mean, he's in a happy place. Why, I mean, all of a sudden, man, I, I, I ain't grieving no more. My daddy's good. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So don't let those thoughts pull you back. Yeah. No, nah, we ain't talking about that. I do not talk about that. I've told people that there's certain topics, and I mean that I do not talk about in here. I do not talk about it. Well, I just couldn't do that. Yeah, you can, everybody can. But let me say this. It is effort. It is. But it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it because you don't have to deal with that. So don't let that. Can I have an amen? amen? All right. Everybody stand up in the house of God. We're going to show the welcome video again. We're just going to let that slide. Watch that if you want to, if you will. It's got the announcements for the next couple weeks. Turn around and greet each other, hug on each other, and you are dismissed.